everybody, and welcome to episode 384 of Monster Kid Radio, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I'm your writer, host, producer, Derek M. Cook, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, subscribing, streaming, or whatever it is you're doing to consume this show. Thank you. Now, this show is going to be a little bit different than normal. Normally, we have a long-form conversation with a special guest about a movie. And because it's still August, we're still kind of sort of in the throes of Edgar August poll month here on Monster Kid Radio. But there was no episode last week because I was recovering from a surgery. And I'm still kind of sort of recovering. And I just don't have a regular episode this week, guys. I'm really sorry about that. But I'm still recovering from a sinusplasty and nasal valve reconstruction surgery. And editing a lot of content, just it just feels a little overwhelming, and I'm still in pain. Anyway, you didn't tune in to hear me complain about that. You tuned in to catch up with Monster Kid Radio. So here's what we're going to do in this week's episode of the show. We have a bunch of feedback that's been building up. I've got a couple of voicemails and a handful of emails. And we're going to go over all of that. My wife, Brenda, is going to join us to review the email. She reads the emails, and then we have a little bit of a conversation. We're going to catch up a little bit about what happened with the surgery. She has um, different recollection of what happened as I was coming to than I do, clearly. And, and she's going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with us and you know her. And uh, yeah, we're going to go through the emails as well. In the middle of the feedback discussion... We pull out the Classic 5 card deck because, well, we're going to play a round of the Classic 5 with me. I'm just going to ask the questions. I'm going to respond. So we're going to be doing all of that. That's coming up in this episode of Monster Kid Radio. Stay tuned because it's happening right after this. takes place at the end of the 15th century, a time when the powers of darkness were at their strongest, and man lived in fear of the unknown, a time when witch-burning was a common occurrence, a public spectacle. The Long Hair of Death. will chill your spine and keep you gripped in your seat as you watch one of the most incredible stories of all time unfold before your eyes. You will see how the curse of a dying witch comes true as a village is ravaged by the plague and a man is hounded by his conscience and driven to commit one foul murder after another as he tries to satisfy his warped ambition.
The Long Hair of Death, an unusual, unforgettable film. The Long Hair of Death. How do you do? We're about to unfold the story of Frankenstein. This is Tom Lang. And this is Bill Evenson. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Frankenstein Minute. That's right. We've taken the classic Universal Studios Frankenstein films and broken them down minute by minute. And each episode, we're going to dissect one minute of Frankenstein. We'll talk about Colin Clive, who played Henry Frankenstein. Dwight Fry, his hunchbacked assistant. May Clark, Henry's fiance. And of course, don't forget that monster played by the enigmatic question mark. We'll also talk about the director, James Whale, and the fascinating flourishes he brought to the picture. And Mrs. Percy B. Shelley, Mary, of course, the author of the original novel on which the film was based. And the difference between the novel and the film. This really is a classic film, the one that many point to as the one that started it all. Um, Dracula? Uh, sure. But, you know, seriously, one minute a week? How long is Frankenstein? Frankenstein is 71 minutes. Are you sure we can uh, keep this going for 71 weeks? Oh, sure, no problem. I mean, this is Frankenstein we're talking about, not Dracula. Good point. We'll discuss characters' motivations and talk about the great performances and John Bowles. <laughs> Don't forget Kenneth Strickfadden and his amazing electrical devices. We'll even reveal which of the lead actors grew up in sleepy little Chaska, Minnesota. Frankenstein Minute premieres on August 31st, 2018. Where? You know, the usual places, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. And check us out on FrankensteinMinute.com and Facebook and Twitter, if that's still a thing. Is Twitter still alive? Oh, it's alive. It's alive? It's alive! Famous Monsters of Hollywood magazine names it... Shock Award winner... The Monster of Piedras Blancas. The Monster of Piedras Blancas, the world's most shocking monster, stalks its unsuspecting prey, feasts its eyes on the next victim to writhe in its slimy arms. The screen's most nightmarish beast. A claw-fingered, scaly-skinned, half-human crustacean, turning a lonely lighthouse village into a frenzied bedlam of blood-curdling horror. Never have you known such cringing terror, such... ...drawn by love to the forbidden cove of the sea monster, then trapped in a torment of unendurable suspense. In the screen monsterama of a thousand incredible... 
see the movie named the most brain-paralyzing shock story of them all, The Monster of Piedras Blancas. Oh, are you recording right now? Yeah. Oh. Well, as I said in the opening of the episode, we aren't going to have a movie conversation this time around. Not because mm-hmm. I don't have one in the can. I do. Yeah. And big apologies to Jonathan and Buddy to make you wait again to yeah. hear you on the show. Murders in the Room Morgue will be covered next week if I continue to progress. Yes. I mean, you're, you're much better than you were a few days ago. Uh, last week, can you imagine me trying to put out a show? Uh, no. It was foolish to try to do so. Yeah. I, I didn't even try. You thought you were I going thought to. about it. The <laughs> thoughts were there. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, it's not just me during the feedback and everything. We've got my lovely wife, Miss Bren. Brenda, how you doing? Do we call me Miss Bren on I this one? I don't know. Whatever. It's the drugs talking. It's the drugs talking. You're not on any drugs I anymore. feel like I should be, though. I, I've been trying to weed myself off the hardcore pain meds, yeah. and I stopped taking it. Yeah. But today, my nose is just sore. Yeah. Maybe that was foolish. Well, I think you're more productive. I'm more here. More present, right, when you're off of them. But today's a rough day, like I'm hurting. And I have a stuffy nose for some reason. I don't know why. So it might just be the weather changing. And yeah, that might be hard on you, too. So to let people know a little bit more about what's going on, I can't assume that everybody saw the two-line post that I put on the website. Well, or the huge page-long Facebook posts. Yeah, that's true. So I mentioned this on the show in the past uh, that I needed to have a deviated septum and weak nasal valves repaired. And that surgery happened not last Friday, but the Friday before. Oh, has it been two weeks or it's been a week and a half? Yeah. So I knew there was going to be about a week-long recovery because I knew that the way... Well, I don't know if I knew. No, you didn't. You thought it was three to five at most. Well, that's what a lot of things online said. But my follow-up appointment with the surgeon was a week after the surgery. So for a week after the surgery, I had all sorts of drainage and these two things up my nose as the the nose was healing. They were about two and a half inches long. They were shaped like pea pods. They were not straight. They had all the bulges where pea pods would have bulges and... They came out of my nose. And thank you to my old friend, Mike, who posted a GIF of Arnold Schwarzenegger pulling the balls out of his nose from Total Recall. It was similar to that, I assure you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because I look a lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger now after the nose work. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think the best part of that visit, though, was the antibiotics. You had like the throbbing top of your head and sweats off and on completely yeah. unexpectedly and pain in one side and clogged up in one side. And that started to go away about day two and a half, three yeah. of antibiotics. So I'm pretty I'm still, sure. Yeah, I'm still on them. I'm, yeah. I'm still running the course of the antibiotics. But yeah, I think we probably started developing a sinus infection towards the end there. Right. Which, you know, awesome. Yeah, but they did a lot of stuff in there, and they, things were blocked up. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing a lot better now. Yes. Uh, it's it's still not 100%, but, you know, I can breathe through my nose pretty freely. Yes. But my nose is still kind of swollen in spots. I feel like it's still swollen in the front. Why do you think it's swollen point? Right 
that actually hurt. Well, then why did you do it? Like, point, honey. Don't touch point. I think dead center, like in the front, it's still a little swollen oh. and red. Oh. Um, and it actually hurts, I think, where the incision was. I think the incision uh, was... It was at the very, yeah, yeah, where your nose and your upper lip sort of connect. Yeah. Right. So it actually kind of hurts there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And I still feel, while I can breathe easily through my nose, yeah. I still feel... Like there's a lot of stuff, um, not as much room in my nose as there should be or could be. Oh. Uh, and I don't know if that's scar tissue or what normally is up in your nose that I just can't get out because I can't blow my nose super hard yet. Are you um, using yes. your spray? The spray. Yes, I have been using the spray and the Neomed nasal rinse. Yeah, but I mean your steroid spray against oh the allergy spray you know i haven't put that back into the mix yet Maybe you I should. should because what he said when he was talking to me as you were waking up was that you are you look like you are on the verge of uh developing more oh. polyps that it's a spongy mess up there like instead of having because i asked if your voice was going to be any different and instead of having it, it got sexier right Sure, totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the peak was when they pulled those things out of your nose. Um, mm. So he said that you you might just live a life where you're on the very edge of developing polyps and that you need to keep taking your steroids, nasal spray, whatever routine you have that's holding them back. Okay. Yeah. So this was what, six, seven years ago? Eight years ago when I, I had know. the polypectomy. Right. Because I've had them surgically removed once before, and apparently they're coming back. They're not coming back, Derek. You're on the verge, which means you have more of a spongy navel, nasal cavity than others. I want to believe that they're coming back. The return of the nasal polyps. Oh, you know what was interesting? In 3D. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what was interesting today was... There was a woman wearing an enormous amount of perfume at a store we were at, and it affected you the way it affects me. Yeah. Like, overwhelming. She, You could tell what aisles she had been in. It gets stuck in your nose and kind of causes a headache after a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty normal, I think. Yeah, I think my sense of smell, you know, for years it was stunted, probably because of the polyps and all that. Right. And then it, you know, it kind of comes and goes. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I think this time around, uh, because there's a straight shot now, there's not a deviation. A straight shot. You know, <laughs> things can get up in there. So, <laughs> anyway, that's why there wasn't a show last week. No. I, you know, I thought maybe I could edit something together, but I just no. You know, and even this week. I, again, I'm sorry, Jonathan and everybody else. There will be one more Edgar August Poe month installment next right. week in September. Right. Poe-tember. Yeah. Sure. Sep-pober. Yeah. You want to put it on the end? You've done two. Do uh, September. That's perfect. <laughs> that's right. So we'll have a bonus week. September. Poe. Poe. September. You know what? I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Okay. So do you want to talk about you coming out of? Only if you want to, because I don't remember much of it at all. Really? I mean, I have vague memory of some of the things. Yeah. But, um, man, I was out. I, I don't really remember well, even. that's what you the, want for surgery. Yeah. I don't remember even saying goodbye to you or anything like that. 
Oh, I wait a minute. I have to think. Talking to the anesthesiologist. And oh, yeah. That was about it. I don't remember much anything after that. They gave you a second dose of the calming medication because it seemed like the first one hadn't really helped. Like you, your behavior didn't change much. I wonder if that second dose took you from five miles an hour to 60. Like, <laughs> uh, or but the other way around, I guess. Somebody was talking to us and then all of a sudden they were like, well, let's go. And I was like, okay, boy. <laughs> and then wheeled you away. You don't remember that part? I don't. Oh. Nope. I remember coming I up. wept and waved a handkerchief as you left. There was a parade and everything, It was right? dramatic. You know, 21 gun salute. All that stuff. What? No, I guess that's not for surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, if there had been a 21 gun salute, one, I think you'd remember it. Two, it would be a really bad sign. And three, it'd be a totally different kind of podcast we're doing today. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so when I came out of it. Oh, yeah. I came, they brought me back and they said you were really out of it. I got in there and I said hi. I was shocked because you had blood everywhere from like mid cheek down. And I was a little surprised that they just didn't do anything. Like it was caked on your lips like lipstick with the exception of the very middle. And it was absolutely dried on there, but they just didn't care to try to get it off. I would imagine trying to rub it away, though, would kind of like pull the skin around the on your lip On your lips? Uh, it, I don't know. I mean, because I cleaned it off your lips for you before we left. Mm. It was really matted in your mustache and in your beard, you had blood. And I was really surprised because at least your beard would have been able to be cleaned up but wasn't on their priority list and when i came in and i said hello and uh you sort of opened your eyes and went back out and then for the next i'd say 10 minutes you went through variations of saying sexy i'm sexy you would do a little wiggle sexy i was wiggling yeah, well, just with your shoulders. Okay. Um, and then at one point, you sang your own sexy song to yourself. And it must have been going in your head because all your sexy song was, sexy. There was a point where you made a very tired, like, sexy claw with your hand. Rawr, claw. <laughs> nice. Um, and the guy was talking about how he, you know, he goes home and tells his girlfriend, spouse, whatever, about things people say when they wake up. Um, and that his spouse just doesn't believe it. I think he went home to tell her about you that day. I'm glad I can give uh, somebody a story. I told him about the last time you were coming out of surgery, which has a little bit of a backstory. You were using the bathroom. It's a new facility, a new Kaiser facility. And so that you're aware of the amount of toilet paper you're using, they're kind of like single dispensing napkins, small napkins. Yeah. You really were not happy with it um, because you had to get so many napkins to use the bathroom. And I don't know what else you didn't like about it, but you really didn't like about it. But when you woke up from surgery that time, you were very adamant about telling that nurse who was assisting you 
about how you needed to poop like a man and that you couldn't because there were little squares of toilet paper napkins. <laughs> and so I told him about that and he and I were laughing and you said, it's not funny. It's just, it's not funny. Really? Yes. Okay. And we were both like, he was like, yeah, bud, we're not laughing at you. Sorry. And yeah. So then shortly after that, he tried to give you some ex- instructions to follow and you opened your eyes and sort of looked at him really wide eyed, sort of from the bottom of your eyes and said, I don't know you, man. <laughs> and he said, you're right. You don't know me. I'm your nurse. <laughs> And then he and I continued to have conversation. I said some, I said, Derek, Michael. (laughs) And a few minutes later, you, you kind of came to again and you said, was I an asshole? I feel like I was an asshole. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to be an asshole. And he said, it's okay. You're in good company. I'm an asshole. I feel like there was, oh my gosh. I do. The memories of the eyes are starting to come back. That's what it was. So you um, would open your eyes and say you couldn't keep them open because they were goopy. So he decided to get you some flush for your eyes. And he told me it was because it was also going to wake you up because you weren't going to like it. So then he sort of got your attention and told you, all right, all right, I'm going to flush your eyes. And Derek, his your eyes got so big and you pulled your head back from him as far away as you could without moving <laughs> and said, but I need my eyes, man. <laughs> At which point he clarified, no, flush them out. Oh, he said, I'm going to flush them out. And he said, no, I meant rinse them out. I just meant to rinse them out. You were really upset that he was going to f- flush your eyes out of your head. Well, I need my eyes, man. Right. And shortly after that, they closed the curtains and said, all right, get them dressed. I was completely shocked by that because you're six four, you're not little, and we're not particularly cooperative either. At that point, I had to get your socks off and get your legs around the side of the bed. I couldn't get the bag open to get your clothes out. Stuck my head out. Uh, multiple assistant doctor people, nurses, whatever went past. Uh, nobody had time to give me the time of day so i just ripped the bag open from the middle and dressed you myself oh my god your face when i pulled the blanket off of you and you were naked (laughs) you were shocked i i remember them telling me that i needed to be naked they they wanted my bare bottom on the bed yes um and then a hospital gown but yes and us joking about how maybe you didn't understand how this surgery was going to happen because if they need to get into your nose and you need to be naked that's questionable yeah Yeah. Yeah. yes but you were completely shocked once again to find that you were naked in bed well but we got you dressed they took you in a wheelchair pulled up the car i kind of remember the wheelchair okay i remember that yeah yeah um, it was an experience. Yeah. I, I feel like it was probably the smoothest surgery I've had. Oh. In that I, I really don't have any memory of it. I mean, just flat out, no flashes in and out, just. Mm. So that's what happened. Uh, yes. About a week and a half ago. And since then I've been recovering and it's been, it's been a challenge. Um, I think my diabetes probably makes it a little bit harder to heal. Oh, So there was some of that. And that's something he said. Yeah. 
you know, you weren't eating much. You lost 11 pounds <laughs> right. in the process. I got my Fitbit badge for losing 50 pounds since I started tracking it. <laughs> and it was interesting because you came home and my sister and my dad were here and we got you up. And so you have this horribly bloody face and you insisted on staying up. So we were all just sitting in front of the TV as you were sort of in and out on that chair over there. Do you remember any of that? No. I forget what we were doing, but it was just, it was sort of a, I don't want to fight with you to put you in bed, but you need to go to bed. <laughs> so we all waited until you essentially conked out, at which point I woke you up and said, hey, honey, why don't we go to bed? And you were much more pliable and we went to bed. So, uh, hold on. Should we wait through the sirens? Nah, this is an easy breezy, low key episode. You might hear some sirens outside. It has nothing to do with anything Brenda and I did. <laughs> as when far as say, we I'm know, not so sure. As far as we know, well, one say might have, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's just been a wait, week. This and is half. a lot of sirens. Yeah, it really is. What did you do? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, it's been a week and a half of of stuff, and I'm still not 100%, and I'm still fighting that and dealing with, you know, some mental stuff that comes along with that. And you know, I've talked about it on Facebook. I've got depression on top of everything else, and you know, that's been kind of uh, being a monster to me lately. <laughs> so lately, being the last two or three days, right? Well, yeah, but it's still because pretty overwhelming. You're not as productive as you feel like you want to be or should be and you um don't let up on yourself either about that like you haven't you haven't discovered a way to give yourself some grace it was really hard for me with ra at first too i mean you feel lazy like you're failing at life you're failing at your family member that kind of thing but you have to give yourself some grace um I, yeah, I don't know how to do that most of the time. So it's just been, it's been tough. So. Yeah. That's what's been going on here. And that's why there wasn't a regular episode last week and not a regular episode this week. Right. So. Right. You know, but we do have some feedback that's kind of been building up. And okay. I would love to dive into some of that with you if you're up for it. Sure. All right. So we're going to kick it off with a voicemail right now. Hey, Derek, this is Todd from the Haunted Cinema. I'm sorry I haven't been in contact much. I've been away for work, traveling quite a bit. I wanted to get back with you and just let you know again how much I appreciated you submitting to an interview on the Haunted Cinema. I think the interview was great. I got a lot of positive feedback from it. Thank you for for all that you did there to give me some good answers and and, uh, take some time. A little surprised at your, uh, your, your second pick over Julie Adams, but that's okay. Pretty fun. I just wanted to say I'm a little bit back behind uh, uh, on the shows. I haven't yet jumped into the Edgar August Poe releases yet, but I I did enjoy the Top 100 and all the interviews from Monster Bash. That Top 100 list that you and Steven did was pretty cool. I was surprised at some of the shows that made it, and I was even more surprised at some of the shows that didn't. But as always, it was kind of a short call. just wanted to touch base, let you know that I'm still out here among the living or partially living or undead or whatever it is that goes on at the haunted cinema thanks for everything you do take care i'll see you down the road bye that was todd from the haunted cinema at the haunted cinema.com mm-hmm. 
there have been a couple of interviews that he's done since my interview. So I'm not at the top of the interview page, but Todd, you've been busy work knocking it out, man. Those interviews are awesome. Uh, I love what you do over there, man. I don't know if I've added you to the permalink section of the website yet. I still need to do that. There are some tweaks I need to make behind the scenes, and I need to make sure there's a link to you guys and what you're doing. The interview was awesome. But, you know, I'm real curious as, as to why you're questioning my pick for like a, well, I don't want to say like a backup 1950s girlfriend, but <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I mean, if Julie Adams is busy and she's not able to go out on a date with me, there are other women out there. There are other fish in the sea, man. I mean, anyway. I mean, well, there's my wife. I didn't pick her. <laughs> Boy. Oh, yeah, she's sitting here raising her hand. So Could I be one of the fish in one of your seas? Yes, you can be the fish. You're the only fish in my sea. But if I had a time machine and you couldn't come. <laughs> I have to say that. Wow. Even though I'm your wife, Julie Adams now would also still be your pick. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't think you are. <laughs> okay. So if you go to my, Brenda's sitting at my computer right mm-hmm. now, go to my internet, my Firefox browser, and across the top, there's one for uh, Mara Corday, that one. So that was my backup pick. So basically oh. the question was, if, not, if Julie Adams is busy right. and can't go out on a date with me to the latest 1950s monster movie, who would I ask? And I picked Mara Corday. Oh, what I have to say is, what about Martine? Martine Beswick is spoken for by Josh Kennedy. Or, or, I'm sorry, you mean Mrs. Kennedy, right? <laughs> but if you have a time machine, and she wasn't his, bae. You know, I'm I'm sorry, man. I got my I got my uh, my picks. Okay. So so so, do you approve of Mara? Yeah. Yeah. She was sure. in Playboy once. Well, okay. She didn't show anything though. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that would change. Oh, the side eye? That was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of favor Martine. Really? Yeah, she's gorgeous. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's going to call in again. We got another voicemail from him. We're going to uh, do that at the end of the feedback. Oh, uh, so, okay. Uh, why don't we go ahead and dive into some emails? All right. Here we go. Hello, Derek. Hey. I hope your surgery was a success. Me too. And oh, that. Wait. <laughs> and that your recovery has been a speedy and comfortable one. I'm picturing you propped up with pillows, working your way through even more wonderful classic horror films than usual. I sincerely hope you are back on your feet and in front of a microphone where you were born to be very soon. <laughs> I feel bad writing now, as you will have so much else on your mind, but just wanted to let you know that my Hammer Infographics book is finally available for pre order see the blurb and the link at the bottom we'll go over that here in a second the actual release date is halloween that's amazing yes all the very very best to you and brenda and kitties and hopefully we can talk soon alistair hughes look at that so that's the cover of the book and this is something that's been in the works for a while he's written before and talked about this and you know i've always kind of edited the emails a little bit because i didn't want to release too much information until he had a publisher Mm. lined up and that's what i think but he's been telling me about this and man it looks so cool oh look at this so it's info gothic yes an unauthorized graphic guide to hammer horror introduction by caroline monroe right nice it's very cool um basically do you want to read the the blurb first and then i can okay do you want me to read the website? Yes. Okay, so this can be found at https 
forward backslash backslash yeah yeah telos t-e-l-o-s dot c-o dot u-k slash shop slash film slash info gothic dash hammer dash horror slash i will make sure there's a link in the show notes over at monsterkidradio.net so you can go in and pre-order your own copy more than 60 years ago, Hammer Horror first exploded onto screens in a splash of vivid color. Over the following two decades, the studio redefined horror cinema and crafted an often interconnected world of gothic fantasy. The many graphics, diagrams, illustrations, and maps within these pages will take you on a journey throughout the Hammerverse, most likely by horse-drawn coach. Pursue Count Dracula through the centuries. Reconcile the many versions of the careers of Frankenstein and Quatermass. Translate the curses of ancient Egypt and explore hammer time from doe-skinned prehistory to plastic-clad future. Everything you've ever wanted to know about Hammer's horror films is contained in this incredible graphic guide. Charts, templates, diagrams, and illustration take you through all the facts and figures, from the relative heights of Frankenstein's monster to the actors to have played Dracula. No stone is left unturned in this compelling and fascinating look at the films which redefined horror for a generation. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. Uh, and wow, uh, the artwork is really, really cool. Yes. Um, it almost looks great. like, so there's a kind of a circle, and they look like Pantone yeah. paint chips. It looks like a color wheel, yeah. Yeah, a color wheel with various horror hammer horror figures on there. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. What I'm, is that one, that hand there? I, is I that? I can't see from my Pantone oh. But tell you what, I will make sure there's a link in the show notes to this. Yes. I'll also include a link to the graphic of the cover yeah. so people can check that out because yes. it's, it's really cool. And I hope it does really well. And I want to have him on the show to talk about it. Maybe yeah. kind of drum up some interest. I'm and excited for him. About Hammer films. I'm excited for him. Yay. It's very, very cool. So he said he imagined me just kind of sitting around watching monster movies. <laughs> so it took me... Uh, a little while to even feel like I could watch a movie. And then when right. I did, I decided I wanted to catch up on some superhero movies. Oh. So I did. But I did also watch Creature from the Black Lagoon, partly because some listeners online were like, hashtag watch for Derek. We're all going to watch Creature. And I thought that nice. was cool. So. But I also watched a ton of Dark Shadows. A ton. I am so close to the first appearance of Barnabas Collins. I can't wait to get there. Because that's when things really kind of kick into full supernatural, whatever, on that show, from what I understand. Okay. Now, when you were watching these, it often took you many hours oh, to yeah. get through one because yeah. you would doze off or just lose focus. Yeah. 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 But I, I would go back to check on you and your Kindle would be playing propped in front of your face as you were asleep. Yeah. It did take me a little bit of time. Uh, fortunately, I was able to go back. You know, uh, Amazon kept track of where I was. <laughs> so I could just go back and um, just had a blast catching. I'm still having a blast going through Dark Shadows. It's going to take me a little while still. But, you know, we do have another theme month coming up at the end of the year. And I want to be ready for it with mm. Dan Sember, with Dan Curtis production. Oh. Which Dark Shadows is the big one. So Okay. That's what we were doing. Thank you for writing in, man. And uh Congratulations. Congratulations. And rewind the podcast to hear about how the recovery's going. Oh, he. And then come back here. Surely he's already listened. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's zoned out. Like, I, I don't know. 
I hope it's a huge success for him. Oh, I'm I do too. so excited. I, I am stoked. Yay. Hi, Derek. Hey. I'm enjoying your Edgar August Poe episodes and wanted to alert Chicago area listeners to a fun event that is Poe related and is well worth the time and effort. It is a play called The Madness of Edgar Allan Poe, a love story. I have seen it at least three times over the last decade, and it's quite entertaining. Here's the official synopsis and a link to the event, which runs October 3rd through November 4th. Ready? Who's that? I don't know. It's official, so I gave it a little drum roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In 1849, two years after the death of his wife, Virginia, Edgar Allan Poe is haunted not just by the specter of his beloved, but also by his many macabre stories, as he roams from room to room searching for release from his personal demons Poe relives both his life and his tales. Follow Poe and the ghost of his wife, Virginia, as they take you throughout haunted Maisley Call and deep into the madness of Edgar Allan Poe. And the website is... You know, just give the name, okay. of the first part of it. Firstfolio.org. Okay. Yeah. And you wouldn't want to go there and look up the Edgar Allan Poe. Right. A uh, love story. And I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes to this as well. And if yes. you want to look at the website, I have it on that oh. internet browser. And uh, he also notes it is in a suburb west of Chicago called Oak Brook. Doug F. Doug, thank you for letting us know about that. That's really cool. I would love oh, to see something like Oh, look at that. It yeah. looks really well put together, huh? Yeah, the costuming looks amazing. And that's just one picture of it. Why can't we go see it? It would be amazing to see, right? Right. But I know that we've got listeners in the Chicago area. I'm assuming Doug's one of them. And, you know, we have friends that go to Chicago. Maybe they'll want to check it out. But, yeah, that sounds amazing. And if anybody does go, and this includes you, Doug, if you want to call in and let us know how it went, I would love to, you know, have like a little report, a show report maybe, in a future episode of uh, MKR. Oh, we didn't talk about – oh, I feel terrible for cutting you off. But I came over to this website, to your internet, to look at the madness of Edgar Allan Poe. We didn't talk about the cost of Infogothic. Oh. Which is 20 pounds. Which, How much is that? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, we got Google here. Make up something while I look. Echo. How much is 20 pounds in U.S. dollars? 20 pounds is $15.34. $15.34. Wow. See, I'm going to cut out all the bits where I ask the echo to... <laughs> and you're just going to pretend you knew that? Yeah, I'm just going to know. Boy, that is really, really affordable. I think so, too. I and I don't know what the shipping would cost to get it here in the oh. States. That's the one thing I'm a little worried about, but I can't imagine it's too much. Well, man, I want them to charge more because I want them to make moolah. Right. Okay, can we go back to Doug's email? Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm Doug? so disrespectful. I'm sorry. No, no. I wasn't disrespectful. Just, I, I forgot to bring it up earlier. I was the one being disrespectful. Doug, again, thank you for sending that in. Yes. I really appreciate it. And yeah, like I said, if you go see the show, if anybody goes to see the show, I'd love a show report to include in a future episode. Yes. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And I'm glad you're enjoying Edgar August Poe Month. I, I had a blast with it, and I feel really bad that there's no movie this week to cap it off. But that's okay. We have the first week of September next week. <laughs> Hi, Derek. So I'm about. Hi. I did that on purpose. So I'm about three weeks behind in my podcast listening. Sorry to hear that you need surgery and hope all goes well and that you recover quickly. Also, sorry to hear that you lost your job. Let's hope it's the start of some amazing opportunities for you. 
I'd like to buy the classic five decks, the basic deck plus all the expansions. Just let me know how much you need and how to pay you. I love hearing you play the game with your guests, and I'm hoping to have some fun with my friends here. I love what you do. You and your guests bring a smile to my face. Oh, especially Brenda. Give her my best. Diana in New Jersey, which can I just have a moment to say I'm always excited when a female (laughs) writes in because there is great representation of people who love these films, but we don't hear from them as much. Right. I agree. You got to sell it to the ladies, man. Well, that's why I got the nose job. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me laugh. It hurts. (laughs) Oh. Well, you're screwed then. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Wait, wait. <laughs> no. Hey, what was it? The previous writer, the previous person wrote in and said, I have, I was born to be behind a mic. Was that just yes. a nice way to say that I have a face for radio? Oh, no. No. <laughs> okay. So that's exciting. I'm sure you also left the deck stuff in to talk about how we have a, s- a surprising amount of decks left. Yeah, we still have decks left uh, with everything that happened. A lot of things just got kind of put in a box and moved into the bedroom just to yeah. kind of for things. And I need to dig them out and I'll double check and Diana, I will be in touch. But yes. in this episode of the show, we did not play around with the Classic Five with anybody because I didn't play the recording. So oh. how about you play my role and I'll play the Classic Five with you? Well, no, we've you done that before. Me. I do a terrible job. No, no, no. You read the card. Yeah. And I'll answer. But where is it? Right there in that box. Uh, <laughs> Found just, it. Shall we dedicate this version of the game to Diana? <laughs> if you, yeah, that sounds awesome. In Let's New do Jersey. It. Let's do it. Wow, there's so many. Uh, right. Okay, so card number one. So for people who don't know, the Classic Five is a game that we play here on Monster Kid Radio, typically with guests of the show. Yes. Uh, they are yes or no, this or that style questions. There are no wrong answers. Some people call it a game. Some people call it a conversation starter. We just call it the Classic Five. Yes. I'm going to play it. Brenda's going to read the cards. What's the first card and what's the category? It is just a classic five. Okay, this is That's the a good way to start. Yep. Who never appeared in a Hammer film, but you wish they had? You know, I like that question. When I came up with the question, I really was fond of it and thought it'd be really good. But somebody answered the question. Actually, two people have answered this question with the answer that I'm going to give. And now I can't think of anybody else. Oh. And that'd be Vincent Price. It'd be amazing oh. to see Vincent Price in a Hammer film. I guess I didn't realize he wasn't. Right. Oh, tell you what. Barbara Steele. Oh. I would love to have seen Barbara Steele in a Hammer film. She was in the area. She could have done it. The time period was about right. It would have been awesome to see her Hmm. in a 60s Hammer film. Hmm. Do you think she declined? I don't know if she was approached. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Well, they missed out. They really did. I guess it's not too late. There is a new Hammer now and Barbara Steele is still around. Is that a classic five? Is it orange? That is a Bash exclusive card. All right. It's from the Bash deck, the Monster how, Bash expansion. How many times have you gone to Monster Bash? Three. Three? Really? Yeah. Holy moly, so I the thought there were two. Time, yes. And then the time that all the listeners helped get me there. And then this most recent time. And actually, I'm glad that came up because the listeners who helped get me there, I, I've thanked people before, you know, for all this. Right. But a lot of that was spearheaded by Jeff Owens from the Classic Horrors Film Club. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I want you to know um, we're thinking about you. His father passed away just recently. Oh, He's the no. one I was telling you about. Yeah. And I feel like just because I had surgery, the world didn't stop. And a lot of no. my friends had a lot of things happening. Right. This being one of the big ones. And 
I was unable to really kind of reach out and offer my love and support. But Jeff, man, I'm sorry. I love you. And I'm sorry this happened. Um, I read what you put on your website, though, and it was very sweet. And I'm there with you in spirit. My grandma passed away uh, just this last weekend yeah. after her long fight with yeah. uh, trying to recover from a stroke. She had undiagnosed diabetes before this. She sat on a floor for two days before she was discovered, and the wounds from that never healed. And so she didn't make it. We, we didn't talk about that at the beginning. I'm sorry we kind of brushed over that. but It's okay. I have to say, it has been a, a lot. The past couple of weeks have been a lot. Because my dad and my sister were here for my sister's surgery, which was awesome to see them. So good to see them, but also difficult, you know, because you're worried about your sister going through surgery. A few days later, you had your surgery. I am off of my biologic medication because it is the most expensive medication that I'm on, and I can't get in to see a PCP for a couple of months. I work at a health plan that is (laughs) congruent with a health system. And we don't have enough providers for me to see a provider. So I'm in increased pain, which I'm okay with because I have more um, capacity to think straight. And so maybe the biologic has been messing with my, uh, I don't know, ability to think clearly. And I can think clearly now. And so I'm in a lot of pain. And my grandma didn't make it. And... It's been a lot. It's hard. It's been so much. We're pretty tight financially. You haven't been able to scrounge up any work because you've been recovering. Mm-hmm. Hooey, it's just been a difficult month. Yes. Yes, it has. Yeah. I loaded up Dishonored and just shut down and played through games whenever you were out to just have a break. <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> Except did. Except for all the... Extra chores and stuff. And so I am so sorry his father has passed. It's so hard when people we love die. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, wait, we're okay. Back on to the cards. Let's do the third. uh, Let's do the third card. Did I ask you this before? What character from a classic monster movie would you like to have a drink with or a meal with? I like how you accommodated people who don't drink. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. So what character from a classic monster movie would like to have a drink with or a meal with? Godzilla. What? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell <laughs> of a meal. It might be short. He'd eat Tokyo and I'd what? have a sip of water. I don't know. Noodles? Noodles. I'd have the ramen. Um, you know, a lot of people would think that I would immediately, and I probably have said in the past, Kay Lawrence from Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's Julie Adams' character. Mm-hmm. But the more that I think about it, Kay Lawrence is in a pretty serious relationship with Richard Carlson's character in that film. So I would, that, that would be, I don't want to break that up. I mean, yeah, you saw what was, happened to the other guy that tried to break it up in that <laughs> he movie. He was kind of a jerk, though, right? No, no, he was fine. It was oh. the other guy that was trying to move oh. it on. Him. Oh. Uh, Richard Denning's character, man. Yeah, he was a jerk. and then you show up for a dinner with her, and he's like, man, I just can't catch a break. Right. Right, the Gill Man would take me out. <laughs> so, so who else would it be? Would be a good person to go out to a meal with? Um, I mean, would Doctor Frankenstein be interesting? We were just talking earlier today about how, in the novel, there isn't a lot of talk about how he gets to his final results. Right. We were talking with Scott and Tracy Morris, and Tracy's doing the uh, unabridged version of Frankenstein as an audiobook, and 
It's first time read for her or listen for her. And yeah, she's right. <laughs> there is not much of a description it's at just, all. I worked hard and then boom, I made life. And then I abandoned it because I couldn't believe what I had done. <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> ultimate deadbeat dad. Yes. So I think actually given kind of where my head's at these days and some of the things that I'm working on, I would like to have dinner with Dr. Van Helsing or Professor Van Helsing, excuse me. And I would want it to be the Peter Cushing Van Helsing from the Hammer films, mm. specifically from Brides of Dracula. Okay. Because he's got more vampire hunting experience than him at that point. And, and what, are you, what are you going to glean from that? How to vampire hunt? Yes. <laughs> because it's very important stuff that you should always Right. Know. You should know this stuff. And, you know, given the kind of things that I'm kind of getting into now. What? <laughs> you should tell me these things so I know not to invite anybody through the door. <laughs> Why do you think I've been so resistant against getting a new doormat? I'm afraid you're going to get one that says, come on in. <laughs> And that's just open invitation for vampires to walk no. in. <laughs> How about a, a doormat that says, come on in unless you're why, a vampire? Why would I ever want to come on in? I don't want, I, I just want to stay in my pajamas and nobody should come. <laughs> well. I'm not that person. Okay. I'm the person with two friends, four friends. <laughs> hey, the the rest of you are exhausting. The li- well, not the listeners. The listeners love you. Come the on. rest of the general public is come exhausting, on. though. Okay. Yeah. They get a pass if they listen to MKR. Of course, okay. because that means they like something that's very important to me. You. Ha! Again, it hurts to laugh. <laughs> i do the next card. Okay. Was the most, what was the most recent Universal Monster movie you've watched? Oh, it was Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the most recent in terms of date of release? Most recently released Universal. It would have been Creature. <laughs> This is 1954. Oh. So. What about the Dracula one? Was, wasn't that a universal reboot? Oh, the mummy. Well, there's that too, yeah. Ah, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> one more card. One more card. Favorite Professor Quatermass, Brian Dunleavy or Andrew Keir? So I've made this pretty clear on 1951 Down Place. I really like Brian Dunleavy's performance. I think Andrew Keir is great. And I know Scott Morris loves Andrew Keir. And he's awesome. But there's something about that gruff, I'm a scientist and I don't care, approach that Brian Dunleavy brought to the role Mm -hmm. that I really enjoy. I mean, you get to the end of one of those movies and everything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong. But Brian Dunleavy's quitter mask just kind of puts on his hat, walks away, and says, well, I guess we'll try again. <laughs> I love that guy. That's my guy. All right. Favorite horror host. Okay, no, wait a minute. That was five cards. Oh, one more. Favorite horror host. Bonus. See, I, that's not a fair card for me because some of my good friends, one of my best friends is a horror yeah, host. Yeah, that's true. So why don't you say your best friend? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't get a bonus. Um, I'll do a bonus just for you, babe. What classic monster movie needs a comic book adaptation? So I've been kind of obsessed with the hideous sun demon a lot. Oh, no. Monster of Piedras Blancas. That would be the one. Oh. Yeah. That'd be a really cool. And it would be a neat one because there's there's some pretty gruesome stuff that happens in that. Mm-hmm. So if it was like a color comic book, you'd have the vivid colors and the, the, the horror stuff going on. It'd be great. All right. That was a classic five. There you go. But a And there are versions of that available for sale. I'll be in Dutch. <laughs> for sale what i'll be in touch i'll be in touch 
uh, with Diana yes. in particular. Okay. I just got a Bandcamp notification of a new release by Los Dis by Los Deformis. Pretty darn close, Los Deformis. Okay, which I think is what you said actually. So maybe that's right. Okay, it's Spanish. It's a Spanish <laughs> surf band, and they're awesome. So I bought it immediately, making sure to note that I first heard of the band through Monster Kid Radio. Excellent. Oh, yay! Excellent. It's definitely not disappointing. Just thought I'd let you know and recommend you ask them to include a new track for inclusion in an upcoming MKR. I hope you are recovering comfortably. If you feel the close presence of nameless, slithering, gelatinous entities, then you will know I have kept you in my prayers. <laughs> I, I kind of skipped over that part of the email. Oh. formatting this for you to read. Was that what was up in your nose? <laughs> nameless, formless, slithering, gelatinous entities? You said it was spongy up in there. <laughs> I also wanted to thank you for your interview with Rod Barnett regarding Castle of Blood. I immediately purchased the Severin Blu-ray. Three exclamation marks. You were right about it being packed with content. It's, it's an awesome set. Yes. And also the Blu-ray of Long Hair of Death. Mm. The latter was much better than I had any right to expect. In fact, I think it is the most gothic movie I have ever seen. I will even coerce my movie critic's sister, who has a dismissive attitude towards most European genre films, to watch it with me. More later, Paul Curtis. I would love to hear what your film critic sister thinks yes. of The Long Hair of Death. I need to rewatch that one. I haven't watched it in a long time. I need to rewatch it. I've got it on Blu-ray, so I'll just pop it in at some point. Mm. Castle of Blood, fun conversation with Rod. Rod yeah. had a really good time chatting with him and can't wait to have him on the show in the future. Uh, let's see. The band. The band. So if you go back to the internet page, one of the tabs is the band's most recent album. Close to Formas. You want to say the name of the uh, What was the name of the album is? Estero Galacticus. Unos... Say, oh, I missed that. You know what? We can't read Spanish. Unas vacaciones estero-galacticas. Sure. So that is an EP. Four tracks came out last month, and they've been really good about letting me play their music on the show, in fact. Mm, really kind. Uh, if everything went well, the beginning of this episode, you will have heard some of their music. Yes. How much is this? Four euros. That's it? That's it, and you get a digital album of it. So What? I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes, so check that out. It's good stuff. Some awesome cover art. Yeah. There yeah look at this one. For. Was that the Jetsons that always had the, the sleeping... He, they had sleeping uh, oh, that's right. Jetson, and he always looked like that when they hauled it around. So that's actually one of the things that I look for when I look for surf bands. Mm. Maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's not the best way to look for new music. But if they've got a really cool cover... <laughs> that draws my attention more than mm. so this is what I look for when I go to band camp looking for new surf music mm. cover mm. name of the band mm. and then I get a little bit more in depth but those are the two things that catch my interest right away mm. so that's what I look for right away the name of the band if it's something kind of blah you know just kind of more like Bob Surf Band you know I'm not well okay maybe Bob Surf Band would grab my attention too but <laughs> Well, even if it's something, I mean, you really shouldn't be judging books by covers. No, I shouldn't. But I feel like if the name of the band evokes like a monster movie vibe in me, then I know they're kind of in the same headspace that mm. I am. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not judging it per se, but I feel like that's more in my wheelhouse. All right. So 
Paul is going to be on a future episode of Monster Kid Radio. Finally, he and Yay. I have talked off and on over the years about having him on the show. He's actually uh, a former co-worker of Steve Sullivan. Oh. Uh, and I would love to have Paul on the show. We actually have talked about a particular movie. We're going to have him on to talk about The Vampire Bat from 1933, which I'm really looking forward to. Yay. Maybe later this year if I can heal up and get it scheduled right. All right. Thanks for writing in, Paul. Ready? I am. I was born ready. Okay. From Micah Harris. Derek tried to post this on Monster Kid Facebook page, but it's not showing up on the main page. Perhaps if you like, you could put it in the show notes next week. I would like to. <laughs> anyway, this is from my good friend Rod Bennett, a longtime classic movie and horror and fantasy and sci-fi buff. He is both a sci-fi novelist, church historian, and former publisher of the 90s magazine Wonder, which was dedicated to finding the wonder in golden age horror, 50 sci-fi, Harryhausen movies, Godzilla, etc. He currently does the Popcorn Cathedral podcast, which is unique and pretty awesome. Rod is extremely informed and a born raconteur. Below is his almost Mark Twainish account of trying to obtain a copy of his favorite horror movie, Bride of Frankenstein, when VCRs were expensive, as well as VHS tapes, and owning your own copy of your favorite horror movie was as easy as breaking into Fort Knox for your personal bar of gold. It's a true story of the tough days of being a monster kid, and the string of obstacles Rod encounters are simultaneously heartbreaking and hilarious. You won't be able to stop listening, and I could easily see him delivering this story at Monster Bash. Anyway, here's the write-up I did for the Monster Kid radio page, which hasn't completely manifested there last I checked. But I think you'll love this, so here's a story from the dead years of being a Monster Kid and how we struggled to keep our favorite movies a part of our lives. Hope you enjoy and might share with your listeners. And you should consider getting Rod on as a guest. He's fantastic. Link at the bottom. So it's part of Breadbox Media. I think that's the website, right? Breadboxmedia.com. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yes. Okay. And then he has the actual thing he was going to post on the page. Oh, okay. Would you like okay. me to? Okay. Yeah, sure. The below from my longtime friend Rod Bennett is his personal antidote of how far this monster kid would go in the days when VCRs cost almost a grand and obtaining a personal copy of your favorite horror movie, in Rod's case, Bride of Frankenstein, was next to unlikely. Let's just say the path of true love never did run smoothly. As a lot of comedy is based in pain, in this story, all monster movie fans will both laugh and cry as against all odds, he challenges the reversals to obtain his personal grail. You'll be on the edge of your seat, my fellow monster kids, and wait until you share with Rod the mind-warping Twilight Zone type conclusion. And it's all true. It's Popcorn Cathedral and the episode is One Man's Passion. So we need to have Micah do my show notes from now on. It sounds no like. kidding. <laughs> right? So uh, Breadbox Media is the home of the Popcorn Cathedral. And I'm going to be honest with Micah. I've never listened to that show. I was vaguely aware of it because it does come up every once in a while when people start talking about nominating podcasts for the Rondos. Mm. But I've never really listened to it. So I went and I checked that out and I listened to the first half of it while I was preparing these emails for Brenda to read for the show. And yeah, it's a really... Really good story, and I love it. I love the, the monster kid remembering kind of thing that a lot of people do, especially now because today you can get anything you want. 
Kind of, yeah. You know, but the quest to find these things, that's that's cool. And so thank you, Micah, for sharing that. And I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. Hi, Derek. Hi. I've been an MKR listener since the beginning, and I've enjoyed nearly every episode. Thank you and Larry for covering Tales of Terror in episode 382. The movie has special meaning for me because the first issue of Famous Monsters of Filmland that I bought was issue 19, which covered Tales of Terror. I remember buying the magazine from a local drugstore and couldn't wait to go home and read it. I was a horror movie fan, and this was my first monster magazine. It was a rainy day. I was lying on my bed, flipping through the magazine while Big Girls Don't Cry played on the radio. I recall being freaked out when I saw the photo of Vincent Price with a melting face attacking Basil Rathbone. Wow, this is a movie I had to see. Surprisingly enough, I would not see Tales of Terror until I purchased it on DVD paired with Twice Told Tales. It was the early 2000s. Why it took me this long to see the movie is a mystery. I guess I got distracted by other things, but nevertheless, I was delighted when I finally viewed it. And yes, I agree that the black cat sequence is the gem of the movie. Wishing you all the best on your projects. Please don't be discouraged by the challenges of the job market. I've been through dry spells employment-wise, and sooner or later, something comes through if you keep an open mind. I know this is a bit of a cliche, but remember the old saying, when one door closes, another one opens. All the best, Kurt. So uh, Kurt F. was the person who sent that in, and uh, actually we're friends on Facebook, but we've never really interacted on Facebook, so thank you for writing in. That's a really cool story about Famous Monsters of Filmland. Yes. And I think that was the issue that uh, Ken talked about in his Famous Monsters of Filmland segment that he did, and I would love to do more Famous Monsters of Filmland segments with Kenny. Those were, I mean, that was really cool too, so to have this kind of tie into it. I need to go back and read some of these old FMs. I would love to get my hands on some of them, but they're... You know, they're collector's items, yeah. so they're kind of expensive. But there have been some re-releases over the years and other ways to see them. But the uh, I can imagine seeing the melting face of Vincent Price and not really <laughs> having <laughs> context for it. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so, so cool. I'm trying to imagine reading that, though, to or at least experiencing that to Big Girls Don't Cry. It's hilarious. Um, it's actually a record I had when I was younger really like pretty young and my sister and I would play it and it had some other songs on there just over and over on our radio or, I mean our loved, record player your parents must have loved that it disappeared at some point <laughs> yeah yeah well thanks for writing in man and you know I appreciate the the uh, message about you know not trying to get discouraged it's something yeah. that you need to hear more because like I said I'm kind of letting well somebody depression beat me up a little bit about it so. somebody totally just decided not to call you for a phone interview just yeah, this week. That was odd. And yeah. when I called them back, I got an out-of-office message saying they're out of the office until beginning of our next week sometime. Yeah. So call this person. And I called that person. And they're also out of the office until so-and-so. So call this other person. And they just never answered. And then the same thing happened with email. Anyway, uh, that's the last email we have Todd's voicemail to go out on. All right. So Hey, Derek. This is Todd from the Haunted Cinema. Just calling in with a small convention report and uh, to ask to make sure you're feeling well. We're all thinking about you. Hope you get recovered soon and get back into the saddle of Monster Kid Radio. Last couple of weeks has been a lot of fun here at the Haunted Cinema. Last Saturday, my daughter and I went to the Monster Bash Movie Expo at the Canton Palace Theater in Ohio and watched Godzilla. It was the only one I could stay for. 
Um, had a lot of fun. Never seen Godzilla on the big screen. It was actually the, the 1954 Japanese Gojira version, so it was the better version in my opinion. Uh, amazing to see it in such a place. Posted some pictures on the Monster Kid Radio Facebook page. Uh, the theater was astounding. It was like stepping back in time. Uh, watching the show there, they had an organ player at the beginning playing some some music from the past. It was a lot of fun. My daughter, who's a senior in high school, was a little bit reluctant at first, but she also got into the spirit of it and had time. Yesterday, my son and I drove to Indianapolis to Horror Hound, and most specifically Mask Fest. You know, among movie posters, I also collect masks, monster masks. It was really, really a lot of fun. I spent most of my time at the Masks Fest side of the of the convention. It's kind of like a convention inside a convention. Got to meet a lot of wonderful artists, a lot of great people, Ed and Marsha Edmonds of Distortions Unlimited, a couple of heroes of mine. Got to talk and spend some time and chat with those guys. Jordu Shell, uh, one of the artists was on Face Off. It was just a lot of fun and seeing all the talented, crazy good artists made it even all the better. I'm enjoying the uh, Edgar August Poe Monster Kid Radio offerings. It's a fun, fun themed month. But again, really my main reason the calls was to, to let you know, wish you hope you're feeling better, let you know we're thinking about you, and, and you take the time you need. We'll all be here when you get back. Well, that's it for now from Ohio. Thanks, and have a great day. I saw the pictures that he posted from mm, the theater, and I've yeah. seen some other pictures from the theater as well over the Monster Bash website. And if I had all the resources in the world, it would have been awesome to go to that because that theater looks amazing. And uh, just to see Godzilla on the big screen in that <laughs> environment, man. I, when I saw it at the Hollywood Theater a few years ago, it was it was fantastic. I mean, it changes your perception of the film just to see it that hmm. big and that amazing and that cool. And to hear that your uh, daughter got into it too. That, that's Yay, cool, man. Yeah. See, that's monster kid parenting right there. One Oh one. You just drag them and, and the, the movie will do all the work for you. You know? <laughs> so that's so cool, man. Do I like Gajira better than Godzilla King of the Monsters? I think so. I think it's a more pure film, but Godzilla King of the Monsters is a lot of fun saying anyway, I appreciate you calling in and yeah. you know, your support and everybody's support, really. Yeah, no kidding. He mentioned Mask Fest. Mm, We've done Mask Fest. Yeah. The first Horror Hound that we went to, which yeah. we, we haven't done Horror Hound in forever. But Mask Fest is where we met Daniel Horn for yeah, the first I time. Yeah, I know. So. It was so exciting to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. Mask Fest, if it was anything like the time that we went before, I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, can we pour one out for Face Off, by the way? Since oh. Talking, yeah. Sci Fi didn't it's gone. Such a bummer. Anyway. Anyway. So how long have we been sitting here recording? Over an hour, right? Yeah, I was surprised. We need to turn on some air conditioning. Yes. I need to edit this and do my ins and outs and get this episode out. All right. And Brenda, thank you for doing this. Yeah, I love you. I love you too. Thanks for taking care of me and everything. Of course. Nobody else I'd rather take care of. I thought you were going to say nobody else would. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got you. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It's alive. A gigantic beast. 
stalking the earth, crushing all before it. In a cyclonic cavalcade of electrifying horror, <laughs> raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Incredible Titan of Terror. Wiping out a city of six million in a holocaust of flame. Jet planes cannot destroy it. Bombs cannot kill it. All modern weapons fail. Is this the end of our civilization? Can the scientists of the world find a way to stop this creature? For the answer, see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. A tale to stun the mind. More fantastic than any ever written by Jules Byrne. More terrifying than any ever shown on the screen. Awesome. Incredible. Unbelievable. A story beyond your wildest dreams. Dynamic violence. Sammy Jackson. Spectacular thrills. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Fantastic beyond comprehension. Gripping beyond compare. Astounding beyond belief. The mightiest monster of them all. See Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Come back. Back through the Fire and Water Network. Come back with the Supermates. I said, come back. Back to the House of Frankenstein. The Supermates present four blood-curdling films with an all-star cast. Lon Chaney Jr. I know you'll think I'm crazy, but... In a half an hour, the moon will rise, and I'll turn into a wolf. Gary Busey. I'm a little too old to be playing the Hardy Boys meet Reverend Werewolf. Christina Ricci. I'd love to have a tame one, but I wouldn't have the heart to cage him. Corey Haynes. I want you to turn this into a silver bullet. Bela Lugosi. You should be careful. A person can get killed that way. Johnny Depp. No, you must believe me. It was a horseman, a dead one. Headless. Peter Cushing. Have you heard of the cult of the undead? Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Do you know what could happen if I meet Dracula in the woods? I'll bite. Oh no, you gotta stand in line. Plus four monstrous battles with your favorite comic book heroes. I sense you're trying to resist this evil, Batman. Open your mind so I can help you. Destroy me, Jean. Booster Gold, Vampire Slayer. This September and October, come back to the Fire and Water Network and the home of horror and heroes. I believe you're in the house of Dracula right now. No, wrong address. Come back to the house of Frankenstein. Back. Back. Yes, master. Give me some Dracula. (laughs) Coming from gooey films. An adventure like no other. From the mind of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Watson! The year is 1896, and Sherlock Holmes faces his most peculiar case yet. The mystery of the six Napoleons. Good, thank you. Come, Watson, the game is afoot! Joshua Kennedy as the master detective, a new and exciting Sherlock Holmes. I dare call nothing trivial, Watson, nothing. 
You'll remember how the dreadful case of the Abernethy family was first brought to my attention by the depth which, which the parsley had sunk into the butter on a hot day. Yes, yes, we all know what you did. Bessie Nellis, Dr. Watson's most beautiful portrayer. It is clear that the possession of this trifling bust was worth more in the eyes of our strange criminal than that of a human life. Jonathan Danziger as Inspector Lestrade, Amy Ziliacs as Mrs. Hudson, also starring a cavalcade of great talent, Jake Williams, Tracy Thomas, George Chapper, Michael Rosenfeld, Will McKinley, Mark Holmes. Yes, it's quite humorous if I do say so myself. Well, there it is. The Return of Sherlock Holmes. See it in Gooey School. Guys and gals, thanks for listening to this episode of Monster Kid Radio. I appreciate your patience and understanding since this is not a normal episode of MKR. Fingers and tentacles crossed. I'm feeling up to snuff enough to release the final week of Edgar August Poe Month or the first week of September Poe uh, when we release the episode featuring the conversation with the X Meets Y podcast's Jonathan Inbody, where he and I are going to talk about the Bela Lugosi classic film, Murders in the Room Org. It's going to be a blast. I had a great time having that conversation with Jonathan and I'm sorry I've been sitting on it for so long. I've got the content. It just needs to be edited. So that'll be coming up next week. Again, assuming I'm feeling more able to do it. So again, fingers and tentacles crossed. Now I talk about what's going on with me and the podcast primarily over on Facebook. So if you're a Facebook user, please consider looking us up. We have a page where we make the general announcements, but the group is where the conversations happen. So please consider liking the page and joining the group. Of course, we have a Twitter page as well. And I try to do some things there, but understandably for the past couple of weeks, I haven't. All of this is available on our website over at monsterkidradio.net. So check that out for any information about Monster Kid Radio. That's where I announced that last week's episode had to be postponed a little bit. Anything going on with MKR, it's going to be there. And all the show notes are going to be there as well, including links to everything that we talked about during the feedback conversation. Places to check out that play in Chicago or that book. Basically, anything that we talked about, it's going to be there. So head over to monsterkidradio.net and check that out. And I'm sorry, Paul, I didn't hear back from Los Deformes soon enough to include music from their new album on this episode of MKR. Hopefully they'll get back to me within the next couple of weeks and I can play them on a future episode because it's good music. Listeners, check them out. One more thing before we sign off. I've got something brewing. I know a lot of times when we do the Monster Kid Radio crashes, they're local events. They're things where, you know, I put the call out and Monster Kids and Monster Kid Radio listeners that are in the Portland, Oregon area, they join me as we all converge on a movie theater to watch a classic monster movie. And I'm pretty spoiled because in Portland, there's a lot of those things happening. But I know not everybody has access to a theater that's willing to show movies like that or a group of friends to go see these movies with. So I want to do a virtual Monster Kid Radio crash. What movies are going to be part of the crash, and when is it going to happen? Well, the movies are undecided, but when? Halloween Day. That's right. On October 31st, I'm going to host the first annual Monster Kid Radio virtual crash. How do you join? How do you participate? How do you join your friends online to watch these movies? Well, you're going to need an account at a place called Rabbit TV. It's R-A-B-B dot I-T. Again, 
links in the show notes. Head over there and set up an account. It is free. You can do it with your Facebook login if you have Facebook, but if you don't have Facebook, you don't need it. There are other ways to set up the account as well, but set up an account. And then when you do that, look for Monster Kid Radio as a user and send me a friend request. That way I know you're there and I'll accept that friend request. Rabbit TV is a way for people to screen share basically as they watch movies together. And I think this is what we're going to do for the Halloween virtual crash this year. I'll put together a playlist. I'll put together a lineup for this virtual film festival on Halloween. It'll be all classic monster movies. The cool thing is that there's a chat. There will be an ongoing chat that you can participate in while you're watching the movies. If you want to meet up with your friends or meet up with people that you've never met, but you've heard of or heard on the show, well, this is your chance. I'm looking forward to making this happen. I'm already excited about putting together the lineup. Now, like I said, I don't know what movies are going to be part of the event yet, but I am putting together a custom video that I'll be streaming as part of the virtual crash. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope. Fingers crossed. I am hoping to get a much more comfortable chair between now and then, though, because I'm going to be sitting in front of my computer all Halloween day hosting this crash going to be so much fun. So again, set up an account over at rabbit TV. That's R a B B dot I T or follow the link in the show notes. I'll talk a little bit more about it as we get closer to Halloween. Okay. That's it. I want to thank everybody for listening. Remember that monster kid radio is a registered service mark of monster kid radio, LLC, all original content of monster kid radio by monster kid radio, LLC is licensed under a creative commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. I'll talk to everybody next week when we have Jonathan Embody here to talk about murders in the room org. My name is Derek and cook. Ciao.